what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. March 6th, 2020, episode number 122. Dalton Gautier. Oh, look at you pulling out numbers. I'm so proud of Mr. Carter. Wow. Yeah. Look. Ooh, eight days till Daytona. Eight days till Daytona. We are in the correct month, finally. Yes, sir. And it means it's time for some racing. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Eight days. Eight days we're going to be racing in Daytona. Well, we're going to be I'm racing race- before. Yeah, I'm racing right. tonight. You're right. I'm racing tonight yeah. in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Um, Flat track. Savannah. Half I'm. Mile. Hopefully I'm gonna meet you up there. It won't be, won't be tonight, but hopefully I'll be out there tomorrow Come and Sunday. Just, I know. Just at three o'clock, at three o'clock, start <coughs> coughing yeah. and hop in your Jeep, grab Winnie Cooper yeah. and head up the road. I might try to do it on three at three o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> do it. <coughs> I, got the I hope nobody pop. at your work listens to our podcast. No, if they do, then they'll understand. Or if they don't, then that's Eight. fine. That's fine. You're looking for a job when you got that one. Absolutely. Eight days till Daytona. Did you know the number eight is the least used national number? Really? Yeah. So one through nine yeah. are reserved for previous national champions. So obviously, a lot of the previous national champions never pick number eight. It's actually only been used by nine people. And the last one to use it was Steve Eklund, who wrote for Mr. Zanotti. Mario Zanotti, when they won the championship, he had national number eight from 1981 to 1990. Before that, Chuck Palmgren, and my favorite, a cool name, Shorty Seaborn. I like that name. I do too. I'm going to Shorty. 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 I like it. I so, like it. there's nobody that runs the eight now. It hasn't been used since 1990 when I graduated high school. Huh. So, like, the only person that could do it would be if Briar loses this if, year. If he. Right, then he could go to eight. Or what, what numbers are available? So two, two is open now because Coolbeth's cool out. Yeah, Joe Cop is out, so three is open. Oh shit! Brian Smith is four. Yeah. Jake Johnson is five. Six was Brad Baker, so it's open now also. Yeah. Seven. Sammy had seven for a little while. Eight's open, and nine is Jared Meese. Right. So there's just a few open. So he's got a few choices. I'm sure he might go with another Salinas, California rider like about three. I'm talking if Ryder doesn't win, but I'm not. I'm not even putting that cart before the horse. Yeah, that's Ryder, season Ryder, hasn't even started yeah. yet. He hasn't even got to yeah. rock that number one officially. We're not going to get into I that conversation. Wait. But can't wait. Yeah, dude, have you seen that number one? <sighs> it looks good. It looks, it looks really good, good in black and white. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, in color. yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see it too. So I don't know if he'll ride any of the races leading up to the Daytona TT, but I cannot wait to see that that big number one on the track and Briar running that one for the first time ever gonna be super badass we recorded earlier this week uh the tank slapping podcast and briar actually sat in for uh for jake so that was super cool a few things in the news this week what you got well the first thing was tristan avery on his birthday finally let everybody know what his plans are he is going to retire from racing and you know what i don't blame him he's had some very serious injuries uh, a couple of them that come to mind one was at the amateur nationals you know, quite a few years back. And then this last one was in Virginia at a Steve Nace race. It, it, it was just a freak accident, but he was catapulted down the back straightaway, very similar to what happened at the amateur nationals. And he's got some extra hardware in his back. And, uh, I saw a post a couple about a week ago that the, the number 16 Kawasaki twins were for sale. 
I was trying to put kind of putting two and two together, but uh, Tristan's walking away, and he's walking away on his terms, not when he wanted to. Yeah. But sometimes you you can't pick when you leave the sport, yep, or walk away and stop racing. You know, I did uh, unfortunately for for a different reason, but I I kind of knew it was time to walk away, and it sounds like Tristan has figured that out too. Yeah, he's a hell of a dude, man. We're going to miss seeing him out at the races every race. Um, I'm sure he'll make it out to a few uh, throughout the year, and we'll have to, we'll definitely have to catch up with him at some point during the season. Um, but, yeah, no, he's got an awesome girlfriend, awesome dog. There's other things out there besides racing. There's other things besides racing, and, you know, we all wish him well. He's still part of the Flat Track family, obviously, so we'll be chatting with him for sure. Uh, I, I loved it that he put hashtag to the front because that was what he was doing always. after he got hurt when he made his recovery. So he still put that on there. Yep. I think that's awesome. Yeah. One other announcement, AFT and Cycle Gear renew their partnership for 2020. It's the third year that they're going to be uh, – Cycle Gear will be with American Flat Track, and I think that's a pretty cool partnership. They've got a lot of stuff to choose from. It's a good place to go shopping for any, any of your motorcycle uh, needs, mostly apparel needs. So they are back on board for 2020. And off-the-groove koozies are for sale at the racetrack. Find me or find Carter. I'll have some. I actually sold some last weekend. Uh, a, a guy came down in the grandstands to the announcer booth at the ice race and said, hey, man, you got koozies with you? I said, absolutely. I sold one. I, I want to sell as many as we can, of course, but I just love it that the fans are listening and uh, want a koozie, so it's pretty cool. So the only way to get them is, is if you see you or me at the races, or can somebody shoot you a, a DM on some social media stuff and maybe get one some, somehow, some way that way? Well. I haven't kind of figured out how much the shipping is just yet, but oh. the easiest the easiest way right now is just find me, five bucks each, and uh, hit me up at the races on Belusha Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'll be at the welcoming party Thursday night down at Daytona across from the Speedway, off on Friday, and then the uh, Daytona TT and Daytona 200 on Saturday. Who doesn't love a koozie? And an off-the-groove koozie is even cooler. But but we got to stipulate, if, if I'm announcing, I can't be interrupted. So uh, try to hit yeah. me up before I go to the announcer booth, too. Yeah, because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be slinging koozies while you're spitting on the mic. Enough talking about spitting on microphones. Uh, you want to talk some flat track? I think we should. I think I think you got a good idea. We we did it. We did this two weeks ago. Yeah, and we do it again. Yeah, we got got some good responses. People are saying it's a good uh, good way to get people hyped for Daytona. Uh, so and you know last week we kind of. <laughs> I wouldn't say we mailed it in, but we definitely had a shorter episode than we usually do. Um, but so we're going to make up for, for it for this week. We're actually going to record two episodes. One will air this week, this Friday, and then the other one will air next Friday leading up to Daytona because you're, you know you're, what? you're out tomorrow, right? I'm in Savannah on Friday when this is going to be posted. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm uh, headed that way on Wednesday. Yeah. So, but before we leave that little short episode last week, Kevin Anderson up in Minnesota, former number 25, said he loved it. He liked our banter back and forth about what's going on. Interesting. That's good stuff. Because I was actually, I'm almost embarrassed to say this now, I threw out the idea of maybe taking a week off. And you were like, hell no. no. Hell no. no. Can't do it. Ain't happening. It, last week was just crazy. So, I'm, But I am. After after I like edited it, edited it, it. And put it on the uh, interwebs. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I did that, even though. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, you didn't get to sleep that night because you had to edit 15 minutes of work. Kept the streak going. Uh, <laughs> and now we're back with a full episode. So people so, get, get their money's worth for sure. Can't buy that for a dollar and you get what you pay for. That's right. It's absolutely free. So you got <laughs> one singles rider, yeah. one production twins rider, and one super twins rider this yeah. week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll start off with the singles rider. What do you think about talking to Dallas Daniels? Ooh, that's a good one. I know it is. That's why I suggested it. 
You suggested it? Well, we kind of agreed together. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. I did come up uh, with that one, though, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you yeah, did. You okay. did. So he uh, he's riding for Estenson on the Yamaha again. He is. And First yeah, full season. Gonna, ooh, that's interesting. I, it's going to be it's gonna be good because he only got to run, what, half the rounds last year? And he won one. And he actually, yeah, and he won one in his rookie season and at got, Peoria, one of the hardest tracks. And got podiums at other tracks. So, like, hell of a start. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be great to see him do a first, his first full season. And, uh, it's always good to talk to Dallas. Uh, so I say we give him a call first. Dial him up. Hello? What's up? What's up? What are you doing? I'm at Johnny Lewis's place getting some riding in before Daytona. What are you doing? Just sitting here looking at uh, Chris Carter on Skype because uh, he wanted to show me his new Off the Groove t-shirt. So I need to get me one of those. Yeah, you, you already missed it. You missed it, dude. They were for sale for a little while, and you missed the window. I did? Yeah, we only sold them for three weeks just to see how it went. Oh, man. I know. It's all I mean, right. I need, I need to start paying attention to stuff. I, I can't afford to pay attention. Yeah, I know. I, I got too many responsibilities. <laughs> I said I couldn't afford to. I mean, you know, if you're a guy that's already won a national. I'm surely you can afford an off the groove T-shirt. Oh, I could afford it, but. <laughs> so I haven't seen you since uh, we got off the boat, and the last time I saw you, you kind of took my spot and started being the uh, MC of the banquet. Um, are you trying to take my job already? <laughs> no, to be honest, with all that, I thought we were supposed to do interviews, and I got off the off the stage and i was talking to wells and he's like you weren't supposed to talk and i was like what do you mean and yeah that uh i thought i was supposed to talk but you know whatever hey everybody hey, we made it. we made it work yeah i mean and I, you know we played along with it and you did a good job hosting the banquet for a little while gave me a little break yeah and you know your voice needs a break every once in a while you do a lot of talking i sure do uh it's uh it's gonna be uh challenged this week coming up because i start working savannah and then move on down to volusia before i go to the grand nationals so uh what have you been doing this off season um i've been sort of back and forth between florida and uh arizona i started off in florida right before christmas and right after new year's training at johnny lewis's place with my buddy bobby lupica and some other guys and about halfway through january i moved over to arizona to do some training with jd beach my teammate on motocross and bicycles and stuff like that. And obviously we all know JD's the real deal. So he ripped right. my butt a little bit this winter. And, uh, this, I was out there until about, I think it was last Saturday. And I came out here to Florida to get some dirt checking in before Daytona and perfect the skills, you know? So, so which training is more intense, you know, in Florida at Johnny Lewis's or out in, you know, out in Phoenix, you know, chasing JD. Um, they're both really intense. I wouldn't say one's more than the other because Johnny's got his way of training, which is very similar to JD's, but then, you know, JD obviously still rides and trains, so he does it with, with me and, you know, Johnny doesn't always go bicycling or ride moto, but they're both very hard in their ways for sure. All right. That's cool. So a lot of changed over in Estenson. Did, did any of those major changes affect you? I mean, none of the changes were very major besides, you know, getting a new teammate, but I've already went and spent time with Mikey and done some testing with him in California, and we've already become really close. And obviously my new mechanic, James Hart, worked with Mikey last year, and 
we all have already really grown as a cool almost family and uh we're really looking forward to the season i think we got a good package and james hart and your dad are pretty much best friends so that's gonna that's gonna make one hell of a team is is james going to continue to help out rush too or just focus on you well the with how we are my my uh, dad will be looking over the whole team and then we got shane hill who was mikey rush's mechanic last year with him and then james is going to be my mechanic but everybody's going to work together you know if mikey needs help from james james will help him if i need help from my dad or shane it's kind of a whole team thing we're not really assigning one guy to a rider how do you think mikey is is liking the yamahas um he's already it seemed like from the first day we tested on it he was just as fast i mean mikey's a very talented rider and he's won grand nationals not singles races so you know, he's won races out of the back of his van. He obviously knows how to do it on his own. And he's actually a pretty handy mechanic, too. So I think he'll do just fine. Awesome. Are you going to rock the number 163 again, or did you change numbers? No, I'm back to the old 32, my roots, Scotty. Okay. That's what I wanted to check. I knew, you know, a lot of people don't like the three digits, and I, I'm, I'm glad you're dropping down to the 32. That's what you grew up on. That's what uh, your dad used to run, too. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, have you raced with that number yet? I rode Corey Texter's race in Callahan with it, but that's the only time so far. All right. Are you planning on doing any road racing this year? Well, with the road race series, how it is, uh, they got it set up where I could only do three rounds. So me and JD have been talking about trying to do some, but it's not, it's not really looking that way. I think I'm just going to keep 100% focus on trying to win this championship. Um, with Essenson, you know, helping you out, you know, he's been behind you for a long time. Will you be will you be allowed to ride any non-nationals, or are you just a strictly Grand Nationals only? Oh no, no. Uh, me and Tim. Well, actually, Tim, he's really supportive behind doing as much racing as we can. So, I mean, I even plan on doing some racing this this bike week at Barberville and Savannah, hopefully. And no, we're we're gonna run as many non-nationals as we can. Obviously, we're not gonna run a national than a non-national right before, like you know, the night before one. But I mean. We're going to run as many races as we can. Okay. So Savannah's coming up. Do you like that racetrack? I really did like it. It was one of my favorites. But ever since it got changed, you, I mean, you know how old Savannah was. It'll never be the same. I, I still right. like it a lot, but it's just not the same as it was, you know? Yeah, I get, I get you right there. I didn't. I never got to ride on the old one or the new one yet. So I don't, you know, just from sitting up above, it's definitely different. I think I still like the old one better. Um, yeah. You got some new new competition in the singles class this year. Henry Wiles coming to play. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, everybody's been. I've heard a lot of people complaining about, oh, he shouldn't be able to come down. He's twins rider. Blah blah blah. But I mean, I think it's awesome. I love racing with Henry and. I think it's great for our sport and it's great for the teams. You know, I mean, he's got a great team behind him with Richie Morris and American Honda and all them guys. And he's going to be a tough competitor. I mean, he's the winningest TT rider in history for a reason, but you know, I don't think much of it as I see him as a fellow competitor and we'll race each other on the track and it should be a great time. I think. I do too. Uh, you won Peoria in 2019. Do you think you have anything for him as we go into the 2020 season? I'm talking about Peoria right now. I've uh, I've gotten that question a lot, but I mean, you know, Henry, he, um, I think he's gotten his head that he's for sure going to win it, and I, he, I think he should. And you know, he's a 
he's a very confident guy, but I think I might have a little something for him this year. All right. Let's talk about Daytona. Uh, I've seen the layout. You know, AFC put a, a release out. There's a lot of pavement. That's going to be right in your wheelhouse. You think you can win Daytona right off the bat? I mean, that's the plan. Uh, I know a lot A lot of guys are doing a lot of testing, and there's a lot of great TT guys, and it will. it's going to be very tough. It's definitely not going to be no walk in the park, but I think with there being pavement and me being a former road racer and having – good front brake skills i think i've got a really good shot at it for sure you know like you just mentioned you know being a road race background it looks like that first turn is gonna be gnarly after you come off the pavement and then dropping onto the pit road how much front brake are you using like 90 percent front brake 80 percent, or you just have to wait and see when we get there um I, that question's kind of hard to answer because i've never really rode pavement on a dirt track tires so I mean, it's kind of just in practice, you know, just see how hard you can use the front brakes because at some point with them tires, they're not road race slicks. They will eventually go, you know, let go, and we'll probably see a couple people slide out from getting on the gas too hard or braking too hard. But, I mean, I think straight up and down, obviously you can brake 100%, you know, but you may have to lay off a little bit once you start leaning it over. You mentioned you're down there riding at Johnny Lewis's, uh, you know, his moto anatomy camp and stuff like that. Will he be helping you out this season at all, or just like, you know, in the off weeks, you go train with him, or how does that work out? I'm going to train with him a little bit throughout the season, but I don't think we'll see what we saw last year where he was kind of dedicated to the team because he's got so much stuff going on. But yeah, as the race is here, is that, I think we'll for sure see him over helping me. I hope so. Okay. Which race are you looking forward to the most here in 2020? All 18 of them. I'm excited for every single one of them. Okay. Will you even take a chance in, and step up and ride a twin at a few races, or, or are you just going to focus on the single? Well, I don't think that's legal, right? Because you got to be 18, correct or no? Well, well, I, you know, they changed the rules so much. I'm, I'm just asking as, as a friend. Oh, well, I mean, if, if I had, if, if I had a <laughs> chance, and there's a loophole in the rule books, I'd love to ride a twin. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. I mean, I know you're just you're still 16, which is incredible because you I've seen like I've been announcing you for my whole career and and you're just yeah. now a pro. So it's 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 been such a fun journey and we appreciate you checking in with us here before we kick off the season in Daytona. Do you want to say thanks to anybody before we let you go? Yeah, I'd like to thank Tim and Essence and Racing, Yamaha Monster Energy for all their help and my dad, Mike Stauffer, James Hart, Shane Hill for getting these motorcycles ready and making sure we're 100%. And a big thanks to Johnny Lewis for letting me come down and stay and train and, you know, wear out his pit bikes and eat his food and all that great stuff. And I'd like to give a big thanks to uh, J.D. Beats also. He's really stepped up and become like a second dad to me almost and taking care of me and making sure I got oil on my bike and not doing anything stupid. But really, really excited for the season. Right on. Well, I'll be looking for that big number 32. I'll probably see you in Savannah. If not, I'll see you down in uh, Volusia as we make our way to Daytona, man. Good luck in 2020. Cool. Thanks, guys. Double D. 32. New number for him. 32. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's good stuff. That'd be cool. I actually saw him uh, running that plate at the throwdown earlier this year. So it'll be good to see that 32 on the bike and uh, good to see him uh, riding a full season this year. Wish him nothing but the best of luck. I've got pictures with me and his dad racing. I was 43G. His dad was 32P. 
Oh, cool. So he's carrying that 32 on. That's badass. That's good stuff. All right, so this next one is a uh, a production twins rider, the production twins rider of 2019 because he won the championship. He's got his own podcast now. He's doing his own thing on the mic. We've talked to him a couple times on this one, but I thought he'd be, it'd be good to check in with Corey Texter and see what he's been up to. Did you know we used to have a flat track weekly yes, radio show? I know you always you always bring that up. Well, you haven't been around for a long time, so I'm just trying to fill you in. I know it. Yeah, no, and he's actually started the Tank Slapping podcast, which I help and produce. Um, so everybody's heard a lot about Corey, but he doesn't talk a lot about himself on those podcasts. So I think it's still good to check in with him. I haven't really heard too much about his program for 2020, so we, maybe we can chat with him and talk to him about that. And he's kind of you know even though he's the the champ. He's kind of an underdog this year because everybody's talking about everybody else and mm-hmm. nobody's really mentioning the number one Yamaha of Corey Texter. To be fair, nobody was really picking him to win last year and he That's true. really came out of the gate kicking everybody's ass for those first few races. So, um, And I, I don't know. I, I kind of think he likes it being the underdog. So we'll see. Colin C-Tex. Scotty Dubler, what's up, dude? What's up? What's up, C-Tex? How are you, man? Huh, I'm good. No complaints, man. Living, uh, living the life here in Florida, just getting ready for the season. So are you a resident of Florida now or just a temporary resident, or how's that work out? <laughs> I guess I'm like what they call a snowbird, I think, just like a temp winter resident. Just come down here every winter, rent a house, try and get some training in. But I think I'm going to look for a place here in the near future. I mean, you can't beat 80-degree 80, 80 weather in January. You know, it's not... Not quite that nice back in Pennsylvania. I, I thought retired people moved to Florida, not defending <laughs> production twins champions. Man, I don't know. It seems like everybody was in Florida this off season. There, there'd be like a dozen of us I on know. the track. <laughs> it's crazy, but no, nah, just, uh, just just enjoying it, man. Just uh, I don't know how many more years I'll race, so I just try and enjoy the process of all the, the preparations and thing like things like that. Well, our last chat was after you rode the the 580 down the coastline, which I'm still in awe over that. There's no way I could even make it 100 miles. So uh, my hat's off to you again for what you guys did. But you've been in Florida quite a bit. Uh, you you put on a race, the the winter th- throwdown two. How did that go this year? Oh, it was epic. Yeah, every year that that race just keeps getting better and better. I have a lot of great people that help me out. You know, uh, Jared Vandercoy and. Chris Carter, you know, I think we know that guy, and uh, Giselle and Ashley and my family, my mom, and everybody helps me put the race on. Um, it's getting better and better. I think we had 230 rider entries this year, which is uh, it's just crazy over the course of 15 classes. So it was epic, man. There was uh, some temperaments, you know. There was some heated exchanges on the track, which is, is good for the fans and a lot of, a lot of you know, good racing and things like that. So, um I, I think it's great. I, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of hard work, but um, it's very like rewarding to um, when it's over. <laughs> it's just cool to see it all kind of play out. So where at in Florida are you staying right now, and how'd you pick that place? Yeah, I'm actually Port Orange, Daytona area. Last year we were in Ormond Beach, which is the town north of Daytona. This year we're the town south of Daytona in Port Orange. I have some friends that live down here, Greg and Gary Boyle. So we're actually a few houses down from where they live, and uh, they take care of us. Peg, uh, Gary's wife, and Gary, they're like our um, our second parents down here, just kind of looking after us and, and things like that. But I, I love this area. It's um, it's just, It really is like a second home to me, so it's just a comfort thing. I don't do well traveling. I love being at home, but if I had to pick anywhere else to be, 
to uh, get some training in and like during the, the nice weather and things like that, it'd be uh, right here in Daytona area. You just mentioned a few moments ago that you've been at the moto track quite a bit with a lot of other people. I didn't think you're a moto guy. Uh, is that part of the training <laughs> for 2020? Yeah. I mean, I've never, me and Shana both, like we, you know, we've never really, we never motored much as kids growing up, you know, it just wasn't something that we got into. So, I mean, heck I didn't start racing until I was 15 in general. So I went right to flat track, but this off season, just, you know, my fitness is really good. It's been good for a few years now and I'm, I'm always working to improve that area, but I wanted to try and incorporate some new things with my training this year. And part of that was kind of stepping outside my comfort zone and doing things that I'm not very good at, to be honest, um, which is motocross, mountain biking, um, things like that. So I kind of trying to teach an old dog new tricks, I guess, just trying to open up my training. And it's been going really well. I got a buddy, Noah Chambers. He's a pro motocross guy. And then Briar and Bronson and, you know, all those, you know, Jared Meese and, training with all those guys, Vanderkoy, Robinson, it, it's just really good for me, you know, to uh, just try and get better at the whole motocross thing. And um, conditioning wise, I feel great. And I'm, I'm slowly hitting more jumps every time I go, but <laughs> I'm still, uh, I'm still learning for sure. So out of those guys you just mentioned, besides Noah, because he's a professional motocrosser, but out of, out of all the rest of the guys, who's the fastest at the moto track? Oh uh, shit! I'm gonna get some flack for this one, but um, it, dude, you have no idea how competitive motocross is for these guys. Like, it's uh, it's so competitive. Uh, I mean, a bunch of races we're competitive in anything, whether it's playing video games or, or uh, throwing a quarter of the farthest across the room. But I think most of the time, it's you know, after Noah, Noah's you know an exceptional rider when it comes to moto. But Briar um, is is really good. Like, there's some days where Briar, I feel like he can make a gate, uh, a pro gate, you know, and Jared wow. Mace. They're both really good riders. Um, you hear a lot about Janish being a good moto guy and Mikey Rush and Henry, but I think it's underrated how good Briar and Meese and even like Jake Johnson are at moto. Um, you know, there's some pro guys down here that ride with us that have done well in pro moto and Briar and Meese on their good days, they're every bit as good as those guys. So uh, I'm not saying they can make a gate, but they, they they don't get talked about enough with how how good they are at, at motocross. And even guys like Vanderkoy and Bronson and Brennan Robinson's gotten better and Ryan Wells. Like th these guys are they're all good riders. So I mean, for me, it's humbling to go out there and I gotta ride my ass off. So I'm not the slowest guy out there. So um, yeah, they're all they're all good riders. So it, it gets competitive. It's pretty pretty fun. Right on. So you'll be rocking the number one plate this year. Uh, how much of your program has changed, if any, for 2020? Yeah, I've, I've kind of been low-key about, like, kind of what my plans are. I mean, I announced we're I'm um, going back to G&G &G Racing, and obviously for me, you know, I, I, I'm all about improvement. You know, I, I think even when you win races and win championships, you can always get better. Um, that's something I've kind of learned talking with Jared Meese over the years and, and reading books. You know, I like to read a lot, and Tom Brady, I like to read his books and, and different athletes that have done it and have been successful. So, yeah, I just – the team's pretty much the same. Obviously, um, my mechanic, my uh, my best friend, John Reed, we, we lost him last November in an automobile crash. So that's been incredibly difficult for me, just more so during the off season, just talking to him, you know, just, just – we, we're, we're best friends. So that, that that's been challenging. But as far as the team, LJ and John are running – Running the running the team again, and I got some great pals, Julian Sparachino and Adam Renshaw, and 
different people that are going to help help chip in but the bikes are relatively the same we're working on a a new bike that i'm hoping to have done here in the next month or so that i'm real excited about but this the cnj frame bikes that we rode last year um i think we got a really good setup figured out toward the end of the year and i'm real excited about riding a consistent bike that i already have a lot of laps on i think we're going to go into it a lot stronger this year than we have in years past right on what are your thoughts on harley davidson stepping up with a huge contingency in the production twins class oh it's cool i think it's good for the sport you know honestly i i kind of i i thought about possibly going that direction i mean it's hard to turn down that amount of money that they put up i think if you win a production twins race in a Harley with a Vance and Hines exhaust. I think it's $9,200 or something. So, uh, wow. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I, um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I, I think, you know, it's kind of whatever, like it's, there's some debate about if it's a production, you know, a, a production bike or not. Um, I don't really get into that a heck of a lot cause it's not really my job to worry about. I know the Yamahas that we have, um, for me over the course of a season, I think it gives us the best chance to win a championship. They're great bikes and we're just getting better. You know, um, Oh, another piece of the program that we're still trying to iron out is, is bringing back Chris Carr as a rider coach. Um, we're working on okay. that. I, I don't know, you know, he's a busy guy and he's got a lot going on in his life right now. So to get him committed and for me to work something out with him to make sense of it for the whole year, we're still figuring that out, but he's just a phone call away. He's been a great guy and, um, you know, somebody that I've looked up to my whole life and a, and a good friend. So, but otherwise, yeah, the, the Harley thing's cool. Um, I'm excited for the competition. I, that class is, it's getting stacked and I, I, I like that. It's cool. Who's going to be your biggest competition? Uh, myself, honestly, I think if I can improve on what I did last year, um, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. I, I'm not really worried about it too much. I'm just trying to enjoy the whole being a champion and running the number one plate and things like that. If I go out there and have fun and just improve on what I struggled with last year, you know, we won the championship, but I, I really feel like we, we had some struggles last year. I, I definitely, did, you know, didn't expect to get ninth place at Springfield mile or uh, sixth place at rapid city. So if we can clean up some of those bad races, I think that comes with experience on the bikes and working with my team. I think we'll be fine. I mean, there's some fast guys, but um, if I can just ride my best, um, we'll be good. And and just dial in this new bike and all the new setup and things like that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I, it's crazy. I uh, I don't really get on the Facebook much, read all the stuff on the forums, but I get screenshots and it's crazy. Like no one's really picking me to to to, to, to repeat like which is fine. Like I just, it's just crazy as a, as a guy that won the championship last year and nobody, you know, I don't know if they thought it was a fluke or what, but that's kind of a little bit of added uh, motivation for me. I like being the underdog more than the favorite, I guess you can say. So it's well, kind of what we're looking at. You start off the year last year, you know, on fire, winning the first three races and it kind of cooled off a little bit, but you were consistent enough and had enough solid finishes to win the championship. Is there one particular race you're looking forward to more than the rest? Honestly, I'm looking forward to the tracks that I struggled at because, you know, Rapid City and Springfield, you know, when that schedule came out, those two I, I marked as my favorites. So to struggle at those two races, I mean, realistically, Springfield should be one of my be one of my better races. I've done really well there over the years. So, um, yeah, no, no races. I, mean, I, I really like the whole schedule. I like, 
you know, I like where we're going this year. Everything's low key. LJ and John, they're more like laid back and, and I'm more, you know, high strung. So they kind of, we kind of complement each other well, but no, nah, I just worrying about myself. You know, I, I got a, like I said, this off season has been good for me, just trying some different shit and trying to get dialed in and um, just good vibes, trying to uh, keep it rolling and, and uh, do it for my buddy, John. You know, the reason it happened last year was, you know, because of him and how, how he motivated me throughout the year and keep my head on straight. And uh, he's not here this year, but this year's kind of for him. So I have some added motivation and, uh, and things like that. So I, I, I worked my whole life to get a number one player. It's going to be hell for them guys to take it from me. So you mentioned, you know, calling Chris Carr, if you needed something to, you know, to fill the void, cause John's not there last year. Uh, you also called, called Johnny Murphy. And I just listened to the tape, you know, the tank slapping podcast, and he said on that podcast, you reached out to him a little bit too. Yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, I grew up in the sport, so I, I've been going to these races since I was a baby. So I know all these guys and all the champions. And, and Johnny wasn't a champ. You know, he was every bit of a champion off the track, and he rode and carried himself like a champ. But he always came up a little bit short um, to Chris, you know, and, and that's nothing to hold your head low about um, coming up short to one of the greatest to ever do it. But yeah, I called Chris and, and Johnny's a real intelligent guy, so I got some insight from him on how to stay in the, you know, things were, I wouldn't say they were slipping away from me, but I kind of, um, man, I don't know the word for it. I kind of was complacent just trying to look at points last year and things like that. And Johnny was like, dude, go out there, do you ride? Like, it's a different approach than what Chris gave me as a rider coach, just getting some input from Johnny. It was just, I like to ask those guys, you know, what it's been like for them and their journey and kind of it helped me, you know. So this year, I just want to go out there, ride 100% every weekend. I don't want to ride around and count points and count riders and shit like that. That was stupid last year. So regardless of what it is this year, I'm just going to lay it on the line every race. I'm going to go out, give it my best. Um, if I'm winning, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to push the whole race. I don't, I'm not going to worry about that, that other stuff this year. I just want to go out and ride and, and have fun, man. I just, like I said, I don't, I don't know. I'm 32, so I feel good. I feel like I'm getting better, but realistically, I don't know how many more years I'll be racing. So I'm just trying to enjoy it and uh, see what opportunities come in the future. You know, I'd like to get back out there and possibly do the Super Twins thing because I have some unfinished business, I think, in that class. But I'm just enjoying the process and the journey right now and, and just trying to have fun with it. Right on. How are you liking the podcast world? It's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's cool. I mean, um, I mean, we go way back with the podcasting, you know, from uh, flat track weekly radio. So it's cool. I mean, it was honestly like, I've kind of been thinking about doing it again off and on throughout the years. And, and Jake actually, like, I'd never thought Jake Johnson would want to do a podcast. He's like, Hey, I'm kind of thinking I want to do a podcast just to like bullshit <laughs> and talk about racing. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I've done it. Like I'll, he's like, you want to be my co-host? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do it with you, man. I was like, we'll have fun with it. So yeah, it's cool. We're not very structured. We just kind of go by the seat of our pants. So but it's fun, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 some added added work for us. Like right now, we're trying to. Uh, Jake's getting his program together for the year. He's been really busy. He's a last minute guy. Just his plans came together late. So um, we're actually have Briar filling in as a co-host tonight. So uh, that should be pretty entertaining. But no, it's it's cool. I it takes my mind off the grind. You know, as, for being a racer, I like doing other things to not you know put all the stress on just being a racer and things like that. What I like about it, Corey, is you guys speak your mind where sometimes I can't always speak my mind. You know, I try to 
bring both sides of the coin to the to the fans. But I work. Oh, exactly. So. So yep. I have to, you know, I have to fly. I have to fly straight where you guys can go to the left or to the right a little bit, and I like that part of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they both work well together. Honestly, you you, you have some really. I mean, I listen to all your shows. You guys have some good stuff that goes on. So for us, I mean, I, I've definitely caught some flack for our podcast already, <laughs> but it's kind of like, dude, like we're just gonna say what's on our mind. I'm sorry if it like bums you out, but um, it, from writers and you know things like that, just. Uh, you know, they, it's, it hasn't been well, well, well received from everybody, but um, fuck it, that's just what we do. So, <laughs> but right no, nah, it's it's been fun. So. Cool, man. Well, thanks for your time. We appreciate uh, you stopping in, and checking in with us. Um, before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Uh, yeah, just uh, thank you guys for think, thinking of me, having me on. I think there's been a lot of hype in the Production Twin series and some of the other riders, so it's been uh it's been cool. I've been kind of flying under the radar as a champion. I, it allowed me to kind of focus on doing my job again this year and trying to make the most out of uh, what I can. But there's definitely some good people that are helping me out. Uh, John and LJ from G&G Racing, um, you know, they do everything for me. And they've worked really hard this off season to make the bikes better. I mean, everybody could just sit around. You know, you want a championship. It's like, oh, we'll just do the same thing we did last year. But we, um, we've really went to work all winter. So, uh, I'm really proud of those guys and the effort they put in. Uh, Roof Systems, Dallas, Texas, Jerry came on and came on board this year to help me out. Um, with it, without him, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing this year. It kind of takes um, some of the stress off my plate that I had last year, and I'm excited for uh, his involvement in my team. Whole Shot Power Sports, Parts Unlimited, Drag Specialties, they're helping me out. Um, really excited about that partnership. So they're on board and Kicker, Stay the Course, Motul. Bell Helmets, Alpine Stars, Fredericktown Yamaha, Access Media Labs, just all them, my family, my mom, my, my siblings, my grandparents, keep me keep me motivated, my, my little boy, my wife, and uh, just all my friends and everyone that supports me, and uh, I appreciate it. It keeps me going. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Right on. Are, am I going to see you at Savannah or, or Volusia? Are you, are you racing any of those races? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, the plan is to head up that way. I've had a lot of good races at Savannah over the years, so it's one of my favorite racetracks. The new track's kind of lame, but um, it's still cool. I, I was able to win the first year they had the new track there, and I got second on the twin last year, but I don't really have – I don't – I'm not sure. I, I'm working on a bike for right now, but it'll probably just be a 450. My team's still getting the twins ready. And uh, I have a buddy I, I mentioned already, Noah, um, the Chamber of Secrets. He, he might be doing uh, Savannah on Friday, so I'll go up there and make sure he doesn't do anything stupid and we'll have fun with it but yeah looking forward to seeing you man it's been a long winter so be cool right on well thanks for your time Corey. we'll see you down there oh yeah thanks man see you later Corey flexer <laughs> number 65 in your program now it's number one in the program and number one in your heart Corey texter yeah he gave me a nice little uh have you seen the sticker yet let me show you the sticker no have you seen the sticker that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a badass. He's got hats, he's got stickers, and he's got shirts. So it's, a, cool. it's a good deal, yeah. It'd be cool to see him rocking that number one this year, too. Yeah, hopefully get to see him race a little bit. I know the production twins aren't racing at Daytona, but he's living down there, like he said. It's a lot warmer down there. He's riding down there, and it seems like that's the trend right now. 
uh, come on down to Florida and ride a lot. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be there in Daytona but as a rider coach for Noah Chambers, man. He's been uh, he's been uh, whipping that boy into shape and getting him ready for some uh, for some flat track racing. I, I can't wait to see how how Noah does in Daytona. Will, will Noah ride Savannah or Volusia just to get prepared? I think he's riding both, actually. Um, oh, cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. And you haven't seen him race a flat track race yet, have you? I've never seen the guy, period. Oh, just shit. On social media. Yeah, I'm not, well, I didn't get to ride down the coastline with him like you did. Well, then I definitely have to go to Savannah to introduce you guys because he is one hell of a character. He's pretty good, dude. Um, is he going to be drunk underneath the van throwing up? Or uh, Maybe. It's Noah. <laughs> it's Noah. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. we'll see. Um, so yeah, man. So that was, that was always good to talk to Corey. Um, good to hear about his program too. Like I said, he doesn't really boast much about what his own stuff, uh, when he's on that podcast. So it's good for people to kind of hear what he, his programs, what he's working with for as far as a program for 2020 and, uh, what he's been up to the past couple of weeks. So who's last? You saving the super twins for last? Who always, is it? Always got to save the best for last. You got uh, Mr. Brian Smith, uh, the guy that's making Harley great again. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to him. He used to ride for the Factory Harley Davidson team. Now he's back on board. It's it's the Vance and Hines Harley team. Yeah. But I'm still calling it Factory Harley. That's how I've always called it since I was a little kid. So. Yeah. Well, he went like cool. Harley, Kawasaki, Indian, Kawasaki, Harley. It was like full bing, circle. Bing, 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 bang, bang, bang. Full circle. You want to give him a shout? Do it. Dial him up. I think he was working out. I hope we don't catch a mid-workout. Hello? B. Smith. Cabinet. What's up, man? What are you doing? Just uh, walked out of the gym, actually. Yeah? You, you, you're working out? You're getting serious for 2020 or what? I'm always serious, man, but stuck in michigan for a week and uh there's no bicycle or nothing outside so had to go hit yeah. this spin class real quick yeah did you, did you show them how to do it yeah it's weird uh they actually have a each bicycle is like a little dyno now and they put you up on the leaderboard it's kind of cool right on. so so of course i got bike number 42 and of course it was the top of the leaderboard when we were done hell yeah that's perfect man what the hell you been up to Man, nothing. Just I did some ice racing and done a lot of arena cross, and I'm ready for some flat track. That's for sure. Get away from all that cold weather. Yeah, the the good thing is everything was inside for me. You know, I, I don't live in Michigan, so it's been actually pretty nice down here in Oklahoma. I thought <laughs> true, you were down in true. Florida or Georgia or somewhere. I, are you back in Michigan right now? Yeah, I, my stuff's still down there. I just flew home for uh, not even a week. We got home Saturday, leaving again Thursday. So. Said some stuff to take care of here, so flew home for a quick week and uh, heading back down, heading to uh, Texas on Thursday to test the Harley for a couple of days, and then okay. heading to Florida from there. All right. Will you ride any of the Steve Nace races to to get tuned up, or are you just gonna wait until the national? Nah, nah, just wait until the national. There's a pretty good TT we found down in Texas to test on, so I think we'll get plenty of. You know, you can get all wigged out about testing, but there ain't nothing you're going to be able to test on like Daytona. So you might just right. undo what good you have already made if uh, you dial in too much for another track. I got you. So who's going to Texas with you? Just you and Ricky or the whole team? Or does Vance and Hines participate no. in that too? Yeah, yeah, the whole team. We're one big team. Um, I know the internet and Facebook seems to think me and Ricky are going to fly in on a freaking spaceship with their own Harley and our own pit area. But it's uh, a... <laughs> It's one big, one big happy family over there. 
Okay, so are the other guys coming to test with you, or just you this time? Yeah. Yep, yep, no, we'll all be oh. down there. Okay. You'll probably Have see, you... If, you, if you look out your door at the right time, you'll see the uh, Vance and Hines rig rolling through probably uh, probably Thursday sometime. Okay, well, I'm already going to be headed. Uh, actually, I should be already down in Savannah myself. I'm working for Steve Nace at Savannah Friday and Saturday, then on the, I'm down to Volusia. So I'm going to miss you guys. But have you ridden the, the XG yet? Uh, yeah, quite a bit, actually. Are, are we doing the interview or are we just shooting the shit? <laughs> no, this is this is it, man. We're, we're doing it. This is live. On the gas. Oh, it's re- I, we're, it's I, being recorded. We're off the groove and on the gas. <laughs> That's right. Feet on the pegs. We're in the high line, looking for the faster way around. No, so so <laughs> I like you, it. you have just wanted to be yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, right on. So you have ridden the XG already? Yeah, we've had a handful of uh, practice test sessions on it, and uh, you know the first couple were kind of shaking it down, getting me getting used to it, trying uh, some of what we learned on, uh, at the end of the season last year with the Kawasaki, and applying those same things to the XG, and it seemed to seem to be good so uh then from there it's kind of fine-tuning and i know we'll have a real good half mile mile package the tt short track package is going to be kind of getting in the mix with the the indians on race day and sorting it out but i think we're still going to be pretty solid even even on all those on all the tracks really right on so i gotta ask you a question what happened last year? I mean, I, not to pull up, you know, bad memories, but thir- 13th in the points, man. You're supposed to be up front every week, and you jump back on your Kawasaki's. I think me and the rest of the world were expecting you to be running up front, you know, especially on the miles. Um, in your opinion, without diving in too deep, uh, what was the struggle? Uh, you know, the easiest way to sum it up without getting into a bunch of details is the Indian FTR 750, you know, with, uh, when we raced the Kawasaki before that thing didn't exist. So, uh, once you had to go head to head with it, we were, I guess, caught a little off guard. We knew it was good and took it for advantage. I think when we were riding it and, uh, you know, here we are before in the old days when we were a click off with the Kawasaki, we might've been a fifth place day. Uh-huh. battling against the XR750 at that time. Now we're a click off and you're 13. Uh, so it's just a lot of guys got a, re- a bike that's really close when they bought the Indian as opposed to only a couple guys having good XR750s. Uh, so, yeah, FTR750, everybody having one, everybody and the okay. brother having one, uh, made, right. made it a lot harder for the Kawasaki. But as okay. you've seen at the end of the year, we got her got her close. Right. Yeah, you finished off with two second-place finishes. So um, how much of that is going to transfer over into 2020? I mean, you're on a, a brand-new bike again, the XG. You've got a few you know, a few runs on it right now, but, I mean, are you are you, you confident to start the season off with, you know, with some good finishes, or is it going to take a little while to get those dialed in? Uh, you know, the TT is going to be a both for me, the bike, and, and everybody with how much asphalt's on the Daytona track and – you know, the new tire thing, Daytona is liable to be a, uh, <laughs> a chain wreck for multiple people. Um, hopefully not, but there's a lot of unknowns going in there. I think once we get on the ovals, Atlanta, Charlotte, one Charlotte twice, kind of expect to be, be on the gas and, and on the groove at Charlotte. Uh, okay. there's a lot of things that I felt right off the bat that the V twin of the XG does good, better than a parallel twin. So I think that's going to, help a lot help me a lot on the uh 
on the ovals where I'm better. So I'm excited. I mean, once we get through Daytona, we get on these ovals, the, the bigger and faster, the better. Yeah. Yep. I agree with definitely that fits your style a little better too. So Dalton Gautier had some success in the production twins class of on board one Vandekoy had, uh, you know, a couple of podiums right there and did pretty good on the XG and was getting faster and faster every weekend. Have you had much time to talk to these two about the motorcycle and have you learned anything from these two guys? Yeah. I mean, uh, they've been at, uh, most all the tests that I was at and I think Dalton's going to really impress some people this year. Jared, it don't matter what he's on. It could have square wheels. He's going to ride it to its maximum every time. So uh, I, I think with what I brought to the team with experience and uh, Ricky Howerton's kind of knowledge and me and him communicating, we've already made the bikes substantially better. And both those guys agree with uh, the bike they rode last year compared to now, night and day, different, better. So I think uh, between – between uh, Jared riding it for all she's worth and Dalton kind of being the young rookie coming in hot. And uh, I guess I'm the the smart old veteran. I think we're going to get some wins for Harley again. Awesome. That'd be cool. I I can't wait to see XG win their first Grand National. I know they won a production twins race, but their first national is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Is it basically the same team you had and then adding on Vance and Hines? I mean, it's Ricky Howerton, is Dink on board and Jeff Gordon, they coming with you? No, unfortunately, uh, it kind of all got split up. Uh, essentially, it's the a lot of the same Vance and Hines team, and me and Ricky joined their team. Uh, there's been a little bit of personnel change within Vance and Hines, but basically, uh, me and Ricky shut down shut down shop, you'd say, uh, for what we've been doing the last few years, or probably really since we've known each other since 2012, where he kind of ran the show. And uh, I wouldn't say he's not running the show, but you know, everything's moved over to the Vance and Hines building and we're working underneath uh where Ricky's working underneath their shop with their guys and like I said before, it's one big uh one big team and we uh think we mean business in twenty twenty. Right on. You rode for the factory Harley team before. What did it mean to you to get the call to ride for him again? Uh it's pretty cool. Um you know, not just because it's Vance and Hines Harley Davidson, but it gives me an opportunity to do something new in my career again, which kind of motivates me more than anything. Uh, Cause I've done a, done a lot, a lot of different stuff been the first to do a lot of stuff in the sport. So I hope I'm the first guy to win on the XG 750 and kind of give Harley that, you know, I've won on a Kawasaki, a Harley XR 750 and an Indian. So it'd be cool mm-hmm. to say I won on four different twins uh i've also won on a honda single so i got to be five different brands for nationals so it'd be pretty cool if i can be the first guy to win on the harley xg or or just for myself to win on it in general be another yeah. brand to add to the uh add to the, the, the feather in the hat you know dude you, you just i don't know if you meant to but you just gave me goosebumps man you got me excited i can't wait to see you on this thing <laughs> um and, you know, if they didn't have those mechanicals at Springfield, they had a lot of speed last fall. Yeah, I was, you know, a little little nervous with how how their performance has been the last couple of years, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Going into it, I wasn't sure how much work it was going to be before we got it close. But after the second test, I was pretty excited with uh, feeling that V-twin power get a hold of the track again and, I even had some like weird flashbacks, like even the sound the engine made getting a hold of the track and kind of getting through the middle of the corner. 
uh, reminded me of like some of the, I, I swear I had flashbacks, deja vu with XR 750 days. Um, wow. So it was good. Cool. It was a great feeling to have yeah. that. And, uh, made me a lot more excited going into the year to find, to get it that close at the second test. Uh, I knew, I, I know we'll be good at, uh, at these oval tracks. Man, that's awesome to hear. The the Harley fans are going to be glad to hear that, too. And especially if they can hear that sound like you're feeling and hearing, too, they're going to be super pumped up. So uh, where can I get one of those Make uh, make Harley Great Again hats? Are you selling those or what? They've sold out twice, and I just got some more in. So you better get them while they're hot. <laughs> right, but are if, you, you, if you send me a text message, I'll, I'll get make sure I save you one, Scotty. All but, right. Uh, all right. <laughs> anybody, anybody that wants one can message me on any form of social media and uh and i'll uh, be happy to mail you one for 20 bucks right on dude i appreciate it uh before we let you go you want to say thanks to anybody uh you know just to all the fans for sticking behind uh flat track for as long as i've been around it anyway and some of them for twice that long i know there's a lot of new new things this year um some i agree with some i don't agree with but we are going into it i think with open arms and hopefully it works out for the best so I just got to thank the fans for always being not only behind me, but behind the sport. And hopefully, uh, hopefully there's good things to come. So don't, uh, don't be mad and go on Facebook and talk about it. Just uh, wait it out and hopefully uh, good comes of it. Absolutely. Change isn't always bad, right? Change is sometimes good. Hey man, I look forward to seeing that number four back out in front. Good luck in 2020. And thanks for your time tonight. Yep. Thank you, Scotty and Chris. And I'll see you guys soon. You think he's going to be the guy that gives Harley their first, uh, national win on the on that xg man i don't know you can't you can't count out the other two riders i mean dalton was on fire on the xg last year yeah and bandicoy got you know got a podium or two i don't know especially with ricky howerton helping out the mad scientist whatever you want to call howerton it's gonna be one of those three it's gonna it's gonna be a toss-up for me i mean vandercoy was coming on strong in 2019 brian smith's always a contender for a win and yeah, like you said, Gautier's a badass rider anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty confident that Harley's going to get that win this year. But as far as who it's going to be, I don't know, man. I don't either. Bandicoy had four fourths last year early on in the season and then struggled a little bit. I mean, I know they had some some issues, some mechanicals and stuff like that. But I think man, two I... of those I think two of those fourth place finishes were like last or second to last lap, too. He was on yeah, the podium yeah. and something Coming happened. On. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I know he he's 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 ready to get out there. We should call Vanderkoy too, um, at some point here in the in the near future and chat with him because it's been a minute since we talked to him. And uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I I think it's always good to talk to these riders before we get into Daytona. It's a lot of the same stuff, you know. What have you been up to the off season training, all that stuff? But it's uh it's good to kind of see hear their mindset. And I was surprised, but he went back up to Michigan. He said he had to take care of some business. I know he's got a lot going on. I know he owns several houses. He's like a landlord and rents out houses and stuff like that. It could have been that. It could have been he just wanted to get up there and train, get away from these guys for a little bit, go back up there, do his training that he's used to. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm ready for him to be on that big number four. Vance and Hines Harley Davidson here in Daytona. $20. Those hats are back in stock. Get yours today. Hit him up on social media. Love it. Well, I think that's a wrap for this one, buddy. All right. Episode 122 in the books. Yeah. We're going to keep it on two wheels. We're going to have some fun in Savannah. Yes, sir. And we're almost there, Card. It's almost time for Daytona. We appreciate all the likes, all the follows. Hit us up for some koozies. If you see us at the racetrack, just can't do it while I'm announcing. But uh, we appreciate everybody that's uh, bought one so far. 
and I'm bringing all we got with us down to Florida. We'll have some more stickers too. It'll be a good time. We'll see you guys in Daytona. And uh, how about we hop off this episode and in about five minutes, let's record episode 123. So we have that in the can too. What do you think? Do it. Let's do it. All right. I'm ready. Peace. Let me get some, let me get another Dr. Pepper. All right. Peace. Kenny, it's Hollywood. One option I see is MMD Hollywood on North Cahuenga Boulevard in Los Angeles. Is that the one you want? No, Siri. I'm trying to get Kenny Tolbert. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first.